episode 10 of One More Thing. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Today we're going to get into some family topics, I think. I just finished uh, Mommy and Me, Daddy and Me gymnastics session with Ruby Searle, who decided that she um, today would be pretty much on the same page as everyone else in the studio. Uh, you know, they all go and sit on their little ladybugs and then they all hang out and do little stretches together that they have no idea that they're doing stretching. And then they go to the floor where they walk around on the lily pads and things like that. It's very, very adorable. Ruby just wanted to keep going to the next thing until they could get to the one that had the most daring obstacles so that she could climb up and then fall down and get caught by her dad. She's always so trusting when I'm near her and then will occasionally do something where you know she's going to fall and hurt herself and you know you can't get there in time so you're kind of watching this train wreck in slow motion. Good thing today I didn't have any of those train wrecks. Dad win. Definitely. I was thinking the other day, I was going to the store with Colton and Ruby, and I found out that when I go to the store, half of the time I bring more things with me because I have children than I bring home from the store. How is that possible? It's funny when you go to get your kids weighed at the doctor's and they go back, they're like, oh, they're 25 pounds. You're like, there's no way they're only 25 pounds. But that's because you bring 25 pounds worth of stuff with you just to bring your kids anywhere. I put my kids in the car, I get two bags, and you know that you could fit your kid in the bag, it's so big. But all of this stuff is there just in case you have an accident, in case you need to change a diaper, in case you need this or that. You got to have some toys, got to make sure you have some food just in case. My wife is the best planner I've ever met. She plans my entire day for me if I need it, or she'll plan the outing for us. I won't even know what's going on, but I know that in emergency, I go to the bag and everything's fine. I know it's going to be fine, thanks to my wife, because I know she's planned it. Me, on the other hand, every once in a while, I'll decide, oh, I'm just going to wing it. Never wing it. That's a bad idea with children, especially with two. With one, eh, odds are better. With two, things will go wrong most of the time. Best trip ever to Costco. I'm in there with just the two kids by themselves. Colton, we're all the way in the back of the uh, freezer aisles, which is as far away from the bathrooms as you can possibly be. And my son, who's just potty trained at the time, looks over at me and goes, Dad, I need to pee. Excellent. Let's do it. So, you know, we bring the kids in and run them down the aisle. Colton's like, you gotta wait, buddy, you gotta wait, you gotta wait. Gets all the way there. Loves the fact that he gets to pee in a big trough. It's excellent. And he gets to wash his hands and all that kind of stuff, and he's very excited. Ruby's there for the there for the ride. It's very exciting. Very, very exciting to have to go pee. Or the Trader Joe's pee, where you have to bring them both into the bathroom together and you know, figure it all out. And it looks like you're smuggling items into the bathroom, but you're really just going to pee with your two or three year old. It's excellent. Anyway, random stories about children. So the other thing I was thinking about is we took Colton for his fourth birthday. We went to a theme park. Uh, it's not the first theme park he's been to, but it is the first time he's been to Six Flags. Uh, the what is, what is Six Flags called now? The one over in Vallejo, uh, Discovery Kingdom. When I was a kid, it was called Marine World. Marine World was excellent back in the day. You know, when they had... 
the dolphins and the whales. And, uh, you know, looking back now after seeing, you know, the cove or um, blackfish, which is even more dark, you know, you, now you look at those little things, tanks they have them in, and, and you kind of get a little creeped out by the fact that you're watching these animals that really shouldn't be in small confined areas and you're watching them kind of do flips and things and and colton loved the dolphin show they actually got they they don't have whales anymore at discovery kingdom which you know you look at the 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 actual pool that they're in tub whatever you want to call it and it looks like a bathtub compared to the whale if a whale was in there uh you know the dolphins the the size difference definitely is a is a positive but you know, you go and you're kind of in a conundrum because you do want the kids to enjoy marine life and you want them to enjoy animals and you want them to kind of have an appreciation for them. But at the same time, you kind of are looking at this contraption that they're in and saying, is this moral? What what does my moral compass say on this one? I'm not quite sure. I wish I could bring my kid to the ocean instead and, and show them dolphins going all over the place but then of course i would have to find them which is more difficult again so i don't know i don't know what the right answer is i don't know if we have a right answer on that one but we're at this theme park and colton is now 42 inches which is kind of the level you need to be in order to ride most of the cool rides that you know little kids can do and he's really close, like 44 inches, and he can ride four or five other rides, which he would clearly do. And it's hilarious. Anytime you go to a ride with Colton, he goes directly to the area that you get to measure yourself in. And he stands there and waits for you. And you, you get to give him the, either the stamp of approval, yes, buddy, we're on, or sorry, bud, you got to wait till you're a little taller. It's actually quite adorable because he, he knows exactly what he's got to do in order to get on that ride. So he stands up nice and straight. They say, take your hat off, and he does the whole thing, and he gets super tall, and I'm not sure if he's standing up on his tippy toes yet. I wasn't looking down, but it's uh, quite an interesting thing to go with your almost tall enough kid or exactly tall enough kid, um, and we left Ruby with uh, their her daycare because we were afraid because as a two-year-old goes, she just wants to do anything Colton does so that... Fear is always, okay, she is going to actually try to get on the same ride as him or just absolutely have a meltdown if she can't go, right? So we're at this theme park, enjoying our time, and I try to remember back to the other theme parks we've taken him to. So I think back in the day we went to uh, Legoland when we were down in San Diego, which is an absolutely incredible theme park. He loves Legoland, and what's cool about Legoland is it's got all these little places that you can go with their different types of uh, setups. And what you get to do is you get to kind of just peruse different like Ninjago land, basically, which has a couple of different things and a ride in it. Um, and then you can go to their other Lego types of movies and shows that they've come up with recently. It's actually really cool uh, to see that. And watch Colton kind of find his way through and then all the rides pretty much at Legoland he can pretty much ride almost all of them or at least when we went the last time so this experience was different now the thing I'm worried about is Disneyland right because you go to Disneyland and my thing is I don't want to spend $120 a ticket if he can't go on all the rides or if Ruby can't go on all the rides so I 
you know, I want to make sure that if I'm going to spend that much money to take them to a theme park, that they can actually enjoy the whole thing and it's not a disaster. Not that Disneyland would be a disaster because Disneyland's always beautiful and it's, you know, perfectly manicured. It's almost like it's a stage, right? And then um, you kind of experience the stage that they put together for you. Best Disneyland story I think I've ever had was I went to Disneyland with my wife on our honeymoon. We were traveling the coast of California or just going theme park to theme park to theme park and just kind of stopping in different places. And we finally get to Disneyland, which is my wife's favorite place in the world, probably. And we get to the front of the line. They say, Disneyland is sold out. Oh, Disneyland is sold out. Yeah, but you can go to California Adventure if you want. And there's an option that if you pay full price for California Adventure, the hopper ticket, you might be able to go to both theme parks at about six o'clock in the evening. And I looked at the guy and said, okay, why don't you give me the ticket for California Adventure and make it that, you know, I might be able to get to Disneyland because you've closed Disneyland. He said, oh, no, no, no. Let me talk to my manager, see what I can do. Manager comes back, feeds me the exact same party line. And says, uh, I'm sorry, sir, you're going to have to buy the hopper ticket and you might be able to go to Disneyland. I said, excuse me, sir, I don't think you understand how economics works. I don't buy a ticket for something I might be able to do. That's not exactly how this thing works. And so I turned around to my wife and I said, I'm sorry, we're not going to Disneyland. And she said, what? Like, that's why we're here, right? And uh, instead we went shopping. So it was okay. But Disneyland. It's it's an exciting idea. I'm worried about the execution. Oh, coffee's good. I've been listening to one of my friend's podcasts, uh, Josh Rosenberg, who does the Here We Go podcast, in case you want to catch up with another good podcast or something that you can maybe put on while you're taking a run. And he was talking about coffee. It made me wanted to go up and go out and actually get coffee for myself. I got out of my chair, which is a feat in and of itself nowadays, and got my coffee, came back and decided I'd do a podcast. So the other thing I've been thinking about is family vacations. How do you get how do you get the best family vacation? What exactly makes that up? When Colton was two years old, we took him to Hawaii. And Hawaii was Exciting. I had never been to Hawaii until Colton was two years old, which made me like 33-ish, somewhere around there. And my experience with Hawaii was great. I was golfing a lot. Uh, My wife and her mother were taking care of Colton at the uh, beach, and we went with a couple of other friends. And we enjoyed some golf and, and some beach, and food was great, of course. But bringing two kids on that flight what is it, six hours or something like that? You know, it's not quite a Europe flight where it's 10 or 11, 10, 10 or 11 hours, which sounds like a total disaster. And we, when we were coming back from Europe, actually this past couple of months ago, uh, there was someone a couple of rows ahead of us that brought their young child. And it, you look at them and you just feel bad because you know that that kid can't handle 11 hours. I don't know if I had two, if it'd be better or worse. Yeah, their times would be better because, of course, there are times when the kids get to kind of take care of each other, and that's excellent. And then other times, oh, man, it's going to be a disaster, and you know it. And so you got to look around and say, huh, I'm not so sure if I want to do an 11-hour flight. So Hawaii with two kids, I don't know. 
maybe when she's a little older, but then you get past the age of two and all of a sudden you're paying full fledged for the uh, two, two and one month old you have is now an adult, according to the airline industry, which is understandable because I realize they're selling seats and not really caring how big or small you are, that they're just selling a seat. But if you're two or less, you get to be a lap child, which is oddly similar to a lap dog or something like that, and that you get to ride with your owner. I guess that's what we're calling two-year-olds and less is lap children. Uh, Colton, since he's all of four now, of course has a seat and will get to sit in his own seat, which he fills about a third of it. And it's nice now because if you're uh, traveling currently with the four of us, we have the rows of three and you get to sit in all the same row and everyone's happy. But the second you got to branch into two rows, now we have issues. I want to sit with mommy. No, me. I want to, I want, that's going to be my problem is they both want mommy together and then they're both going to want daddy together, hopefully. And then they're both going to want them to read the, it's going to be a disaster. I just know it is. I hope that flight is never more than an hour. That's why San Diego is the best vacation place ever, in my opinion. So I've been doing a a lot of, uh, I've been able to go back out to the golf course lately. And it's one of those times a year where my golf index, in case you have no no idea what golf is, is about and what handicaps are, basically you're given a handicap based on the skill you have in golf or the amount of times you shoot above par or at par or below par, you get a an index that tells you how good or how terrible you are. And my index at the beginning of the summer is always high. And then by the end of the summer, I get relatively decent again and it goes down. And then it's going to peak and go up again once I can't play golf anymore after the summer's over, right? And then school sets in and, and my year starts and, the, and and that will be the end of my golfing experience other than maybe one once a month or twice a month but you know during the summer I get to play maybe up to two on a big week three times a week so I'll get decent again and then go back to being terrible but the nice thing about golf for me is that it's at my four or five hours of just kind of being outside doing things outside enjoying the fact that I'm out in open air and it's so kind of almost sad and depressing right now because when you go outside it just smells like smoke because California is uh for lack of a better term almost you know on fire right now and it's depressing to just go outside and see instead of clouds we're just smoke everywhere um and it's a real problem and, and hopefully we're gonna find a way to uh better prepare ourselves for these things but you know fires in California have been going on for a very long time. The, the problem, obviously, is that we're becoming more and more aware of these things as the world that we live in is becoming smaller and smaller. We're becoming more aware of all of these problems on a consistent bar- basis, and they're intensifying for a number of different reasons. Um, you know, wind and heat are the two you know biggest detractors from having uh, these fires contained more easily. But now we're, we're dealing with such high winds and high heat that it's. I, I read an article the other day that said that even at night, some of these fires are growing rather than shrinking because they're not calming. Things are not calming down as they should be. So we're in a definitely a different uh, place. 
Anyway, this is episode 10 of One More Thing. And I didn't know if I was going to get to episode 10, but I'm here. And I'm glad that I stuck it out for 10 episodes for the very least. And I'll definitely keep doing this because I enjoy at least putting it out there. And I don't care if you're someone that maybe shows up every once in a while or watches a couple or listens to a couple of episodes and then, you know, you're gone for a while and then maybe pick it up and listens to a couple episodes. And I know these are the summer months, so things are down. It's funny, you look at, I can actually see how many people listen to things. And, you know, the first one, everyone listens to the first episode. And then you go, keep going on and it just kind of tracks down and then settles at a, at a number that you think, okay, that's probably the amount of people that are actually listening to me on a consistent basis. Or maybe they're just picking it up here and there and here and there. And that's totally fine. So if you want, please share, uh, share it around. Um, let people know that there's a podcast out there that they can fill at least a 15 to 20 minute run if they go on a relatively short run. And um, this will be the end of episode 10. Uh, after, you know, just thinking about all of these little things and all these little kid items and gymnastics and uh, going to the store and family vacations and theme parks and all these things. If anybody has any great ideas for a family vacation or going to this theme park or this theme park was excellent for kids, let me know. Find a way to uh, run into me or bump into me or, uh, you know, leave a comment uh, on SoundCloud on the episode. However you want to do it, get in touch. And thanks for listening. I'll see you guys later. This has been One More Thing. I'm out.